So this morning, USA Hockey sent out a, an email. And if you're on their email list, you may have seen this already. Um, but they have a few different articles, as they usually do. And their frontrunner article today, um, there wasn't a, an author attached to it. It just says, by USA Hockey. But their frontrunner article today was entitled, Emphasize Skills Over Strategy at 8U. And so I obviously clicked through. I wanted to see what they had to say about that. And um, because obviously I have, I have some pretty strong opinions on what can and should be taught at the youngest age groups. So I wanted to see what they said. And, uh, you know, there's the, the way it was positioned kind of got me riled up a little bit, to be, to be totally honest with you. Um, so I wanted to quote a little bit from it here and then kind of give some, uh, some insights as far as, you know, kind of my two cents worth, as I always say. Um, but their very first, like the very first section, the first two paragraphs, the first one talks about, you know, sometimes you're watching the NHL and every once in a while the color commentator stops the play and, and uh, you know, shows like a replay, hits pause and then draws on the screen and shows how, um, you know, the defenseman was in perfect positioning or, or whatever. Um, and then it says, don't fall into the trap of thinking that those X's and O's should be applied to your own 8U child's game. In fact, at the 8U level, ideas of X's and O's shouldn't even exist. So I want to let that sink in a little bit. The ideas of X's and O's shouldn't even exist at the 8U level. Then it goes on to talk about uh, you know, how important it is to maximize practice time. Um, you know, it's, it talks about skills over strategy, that we should be teaching skating, um, you know, stick handling and shooting. And, and again, you know, it kind of hits all those key buzzwords that USA Hockey and ADM are really pushing right now. Puck touches, another big one. Um, and then finishes by talking about creating a fun environment and uh, likens it to hiding the vitamins in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, you know, basically saying we, you know, we got to create fun drills where the skills are being developed without the players even realizing that they're being developed. Um, so, you know, at first glance, that might sound like some, some decent philosophy. Uh, a lot of things tend to be that way, I find, with ADM. Sounds good in rhetoric, looks good on paper, but then when you actually start trying to put it in practice, it, it doesn't hold as strong as you'd think it might. So let me give you an example. Um, go down to your local rink, okay? Just go down, check out a local house program. Um, make sure you find a time when the U8 kids are playing their games, okay? Just go down. If you know ahead of time, or you can even just pick it up on the ice easily, but find a team that obviously has not been taught where to go or what to do. You know, find a team that is, uh, you know, following this advice of not touching X's and O's and only working on skills such as skating, puck handling, shooting, passing, okay? And I want you to watch and see what their game looks like. Most of the time, probably about, I'd say, 90% of the time, the teams you watch playing at the U8 level are slapping the puck in and chasing it, slapping the puck out of their own zone and chasing it. And it usually goes back and forth like that until the one good player on the ice gets the puck and skates end to end with it and scores. 
That's the typical style of play. Uh, the other thing you'll see is that wherever the puck goes, all five guys chase it from each team. Or I guess usually it's at U8 if they're doing ADM, it's cross-ice four-on-four. So all four guys on each team. So the puck's in the corner. You've got a herd of players just all battling for the puck in the corner. Um, if the puck goes from corner to corner, you know, somebody slaps it across, all eight guys on the ice follow that puck. I know you've seen this before. <laughs> this isn't any stretch by any means of, uh, of what actually happens out there. Okay, so now let, me, let me ask you this then. What takes more skill? Learning to play dump and chase hockey and not touching systems, you know? Because if, if, if you're not going to give them anything, they're, they're going to be left to whatever comes naturally. And I'll tell you, it's not going to be a structured play. So they're going to be left to dump and chase. Okay, so what takes more skill? Dump and chase hockey or having a player get the puck, uh, you know, in his own zone, skate it behind the net, look up ice, pass it to a player on the boards. Okay, that player will have skated to the boards, read the play and skated to the boards. Um, not taking his or her eye off the puck, which requires a pivot. Receives that pass, the breakout pass. Takes two strides, then feeds a middle pass to another player who's driving through the middle lane on his, way, his, his or her way to the net. Okay, then we get a shot on net. Rebound goes into the corner. We have the first player closest to the puck go get it. Two defensemen set up kind of out near the points. It's kind of hard to say where they are exactly because it's cross-ice. There's no line. But approximately where a blue line would be if there were a blue line in a cross-ice game. Pass the puck back to one of his partners, back to one of the defensemen. The defenseman looks up. If there's no shooting lane, he goes partner to partner. We have two guys driving the net. The middle defenseman shoots, and we put in a rebound goal. What takes more skill? It takes a much wider range of skill level and ability to play the structured game than it does to work on skills and not even touch X's and O's. And the structured game gives purpose to the skills that you're hoping to develop with your players. I hope that's making sense. You know, you can, you can hide the vitamins in the mashed potatoes, so to speak, and have players, um, you know, hopefully developing their, uh, you know, their edge control and their, you know, pivots forwards and backwards, backwards and forwards, and their passing and their shots and everything else. Um, or you can say, hey, you know, we already told you that we're not going to be a dump and, cha dump and chase team. We're not going to slap the puck in or slap the puck out. So in order to do that, you've got to have a certain set of skills. You've got to be able to uh, you know, control the puck. You've got to be able to make a pass, and that's what we're working on. We're working on this today so that you'll be able to execute a controlled breakout. Now, you've got naysayers saying, yeah, but you know, as soon as you start uh, you know, systems play, then you're robbing from individual skills. You know, you see these players who know where to be and what to do, 
Um, but their skills suffer because of it, because the systems are too strong. They can win without having skills. I say, is that true? Like, really look at it. Is that true? Think about all the skills involved with executing just a breakout, just a breakout. Now, I'm not saying you need to go like overboard and, and have structured power play, penalty kill, uh, you know, all these types of systems. That, all of that can't be taught in the two years that you've got at U8. It just can't be. Um, you know, but you can start, you can, you, can, you can encourage your players to step up from the common dump of chase, you know, piranha-style hockey. I call it piranha-style because, you know, you drop a piece of meat in the water and all of a sudden there's a free feeding frenzy, right, with piranhas. That's what it looks like when you're watching uh, not just youth hockey, but youth soccer, um, youth rugby, those types of sports where there's a bunch of kids chasing a puck or chasing a ball. So, you know, if you're looking at this analytically, it takes much more skill. It takes much more engaged coaching to get your players to play a structured game, which, yes, involves X's and O's, than it does to say, hey, you know, we're not going to do that. Um, just go out and do whatever comes natural. We'll teach you to skate, shoot, and, and pass, but... You know, we're not going to teach you where to be or how to back check or how to, um, you know, where to put the puck if there's a scramble in front of your net. I just, I, in practice, there's a distinct difference between the two styles, the two approaches to coaching. And I, I just, as much benefit of the doubt as I'm trying to give it, I can't see how this laissez-faire approach to coaching is benefiting our kids. I just don't think it is. I think that coaches need to take some pride in their coaching. They need to become students of the game, and they need to learn. Now, I'm not saying don't teach skating. They have to be able to skate to do a breakout. They have to be able to puck control to do a breakout. They have to be able to pass to do a breakout. But having the structure in place is what dictates what skills can and should be worked on. Because you're looking at it going, okay, well, we're, we're pretty good at starting the breakout, but as soon as we have to make that first pass, it falls apart. Our players can't give and receive passes. So we obviously need to work on that a little bit more in practice. You know, skating's looking good. We'll keep that sharp, but the players are ready to learn to give and receive a pass properly. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see this almost, almost a backward approach, like, hey, stop trying to teach them too much. You know, don't teach them. Just teach them to skate, but don't try to teach them anything else. It's like, no, teach it together. Teach, teach skills Show them how the skills will apply into what they're needing to do in games. Um, I've been with the U8 level now for, um, this is my third or fourth year. The way that my family works out, I'm going to be at the U8 level, um, among other levels, for a long, long time. We've got four boys, and um, right now my oldest is in his last year of, uh, of U8. And so, uh, so he's going to be moving up to, to squirts next year. And, um, you know, Chase is, he's in U8 because of the way the numbers worked out with our program. 
but technically he's still U6. Um, so he's playing U8. And then, you know, by the time Chase is in his last year, my next boy, Luke, will be coming up. And then Joseph will be coming up after him. So I'm going to be working with this. I've, I have been working with this age group for a long time, and I'm going to continue to be working with this age group for a long time. And I can tell you, um, after having seen the fruits of this philosophy now, um, you know, because there are a few other players that have been working with me and with my teams um, that are Tyler's age. And so they're also in their third year of, of development under this philosophy, this strategy um, of, of, yeah, setting up some structure with the young players. Um, they're not wanting for skills. They are, all of the players that I've been working with are among the fastest in the league at this point, skill-wise, skating-wise. Uh, they've all got among the best hands in the league, not just in our own local rink, but I'm talking about statewide at their age group. Um, they've, they've definitely got the heaviest shots at their age group statewide. Uh, there's not a lot of players with heavier, you know, there's not a lot of players that can, that can get the puck to the net with any, um, any heaviness at this age group. Um, but the, the handful of kids that I've been working with for the last three years do. They've got the heaviest shots, um, and they, they spread out. They play positional play. They pass better than anybody else. They control the puck better than anybody else. They are definitely not lacking in skills. And so this notion of um, leave X's and O's on the table, leave it out of the, out of the equation, and only focus on skills, uh, A, they can be both taught together without letting skills suffer. B, they should be taught together. It takes more effort from the coach, absolutely. But if you're talking development-wise, that's what's going to be best for your kids. So as we say, that's my two cents worth. Take it or leave it. But I can tell you, um, you know, we've got three or four years now of, of uh, solid experience with this uh, actual, you know, comparison of, of approaches. You know, there, there are other coaches in the state and in, in our organization even that don't buy into that. And um, you don't see the you don't see the type of development that we're seeing with uh, you know there's there's a handful of us coaches that do that do teach it that way and uh, by and large it's it's a no brainer um, consistently over the past three years those those teams the teams of the coaches who actually coach who coach skills and who apply those skills with structured play X's and O's if you will. <laughs> those coaches consistently have the strongest players, skill for skill, and the strongest teams. They do the best. Initially, um, people would, were, were thinking I was pulling strings and somehow recruiting the best players. Um, but it's, it's not that, you know, because it's not just me. It's, uh, you know, consistently these, these past couple of years, the same three coaches have had the most success in our local program here. And, um, you know, even this year, it was just a straight across draft. You know, like we didn't, there wasn't recruiting, there wasn't any 
it wasn't even possible to pull strings even if we wanted to. Um, it was just a straight across draft. And those same three teams have still become the strongest three teams. And it's because of the philosophy and approach of the coaching. So hopefully that helps. And uh, I'm always open to comments, questions. Um, but um, don't fall into this trap. It's, it's, it is a trap of thinking that it's either or. Because a good coach can and will structure it to be both. <laughs>